Hello and welcome to episode three of the new podcast, Do You Want Fries With That? with me, AMJ. In this podcast, we'll be talking with some of my favourite comedians and dare I say it, friends, about what their relationships are with fast food. We'll be asking the big questions. What was your first takeaway? What was your family fake away? What was your takeaway trauma? What's your petrol station picnic? And the big one, what's your guilty pleasure takeaway? For this episode, joining us via Zoom, we have the one and only Mr. George Egg. George is a firm favourite on the comedy circuit, but in recent times he has gained a whole new audience on social media as a snack hacker. And we were lucky enough for George to share some of those snack hacks on our podcast. So, without any further ado, here he is, George Egg. How are you, fella? I'm good. I'm very well. It's good to see you, man. You look really, really well. It's lovely to see you too. Well, I'm, tr- I'm trying to, I'm trying to trim down a little bit after my uh, trip to New York last week when I, I ate a lot of food and and then got on the scales when I got home and thought, okay, I Ooh. need to just uh, claw a bit back. So I'm having a few days of trying to sort of fast for three quarters of the day. This so is, I'm hungry. Yeah, this is probably the worst thing for you to do, knowing you want to have a bit of a fast for a few days. So what did you do in New York? Uh, I basically ate my way around the city with my brother. Yes. Um, we uh, we didn't go to any fancy restaurants. That's not really my my scene. Uh, more into street food and uh, you know sort of snack bar-y places and and that kind of thing. Um, but we went. To, oh, we just went to some great places. A place called Smack. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it, but I've never been. How was it? It's it's lovely. It's just so rough and ready. It's a mac and cheese place. Um, they they have a menu of maybe maybe sort of ten, twelve different mac and cheeses. Um, <laughs> with uh, of, you know, like there's a sort of alpine one that's got slab bacon in it and a cheeseburger one, and and you just it's so basic. You just go in. There's a a, a tablet, uh, you know, like you know, an iPad, and you just order from that. Uh, and then sit down, they bring it over, and they've just got cans in a fridge, uh, these these different mac and cheeses in different sizes, uh, a big uh, water cooler uh, with cups, and you just go and help yourself to water, and uh, two big, uh, I'm, a bit, I'm a big sachet guy, and they've got two big troughs of one of mustard, one of hot sauce, and you just grab a handful of sachets and Put that on your mac and cheese and just tuck in, and it's really we're sort of canteeny vibes, quite studenty. Um, yeah, and, and then of course what I'll do is I'll 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 pilfer a, a handful of sachets, put them in the pocket, and, and put them with my collection. <laughs> How many sachets <laughs> you got hiding away there, George? Now untold sachets. <laughs> untold sachets sound like the best indie band of all time. Doesn't it? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think I think you're a lot like me. That like obviously food's a big part of life, and especially being a comedian, like takeaways are everywhere. So what was your first takeaway? Well, my first. So we didn't really do takeaway a lot when we were kids, and I think actually, I mean, I'm I'm 50 this year, and I think wow, I think take, takeaway wasn't quite. It wasn't really such a big deal. So in fact, when we were when when I was in New York with my brother, we were talking. We'd be getting very nostalgic, and and we were remembering watching ET <laughs> when we were kids, and and just being so excited by the the scene at the beginning when they're when they're ordering the the takeaway pizza, and just that being like, wow, wouldn't it be great if you could get takeaways? When we when I was small, takeaway pizza wasn't a thing, and it only came in probably in my in my sort of you know early teens. 
but a lot of people say that as well like takeaway pizza didn't really happen until like the 90s and like as you say all those american sitcoms like watching saved by the bell and stuff like that you were like how have they got hold of this and now it's just so throw away isn't it yeah yeah so it was fascinating so i mean my my mum my dad used to work and he'd get back a bit later and my mum was a teacher so she used to pick us up from school but on my, my my strongest memory of takeaway was on uh, days when my mum had like a parents' evening or something, and my dad would would sort out dinner, and he'd invariably get a takeaway. And the two that really stick in my memory uh, are one was uh, there was a, a Chinese takeaway called Beauvoir's mm-hmm. in Broccoli, where he worked in South London, and um, and he used to get because they they weren't particularly well off my parents, and uh, he used to just get a real standard was. Uh, egg fried rice and a pot of curry sauce and we'd almost make a kind of sloppy Chinese risotto oh. and we'd literally just have a big plate of rice load of curry sauce stir it all up and that's just such a strong memory which I've tried recreating in, in some of my you know snack hacker uh, uh, videos um, and the other is is minced beef onion pie uh, minced beef and onion pie and chips from the chip shop near where I work oh, delicious. and they were the two kind of real standards Oh, I think that's the thing as well. I love the way that you said that, like it was the origin snort story there for the snack hacker slowly coming yeah. up. The first one looking and going, this is going to change everything. Yeah. Oh, so much so. I mean, so much of the, the snack hacker videos are, are, are about nostalgia and things my my mum and dad cooked and things I cooked when I was a kid or things I had when I was a kid that I wanted to try and recreate. I must say, if you haven't checked out George's Snack Hacker videos, definitely do it. There's a few that we do on a regular. Your KFC one with the noodles to make the soup is a weekly meal around our house. It's absolutely amazing. And uh, thank you. Thank you for that, George. Thank you for the food. My my absolute pleasure. I mean, you know, food is love and it's all about trying to make people happy and make people full and glowing and all that sort of thing. And there's, there's there's, there's nothing better than I've found doing as it's grown in popularity, doing live shows. Mm. I did one uh, on Saturday night and there were a lot a lot of Snack Hacker fans in the audience, which is just so lovely. And coming up afterwards saying, oh, you've got me through lockdown. I've done this one. I've done that one. And and people come out with their own ideas. It seems to really, uh, uh, you know, it's really infectious and it gets people just, just saying, oh, you know, we do this when we're on the road or we do this when we're, you know, when these are available and we'll put that in there and convert it, you know. It just makes life a bit more fun, doesn't it, a snack hack, I think. It's something that, like, boosts you, going, like, I've made this, yeah. and, like, it's that feeling of going, it's comfort food. What is better? Yeah, yeah. And then there's, <laughs> for me, certainly, it's about sort of taking the reins. A bit. I mean, we went, me and my wife, uh, yesterday, we went up to London to uh, move, my daughter's moved up to Stoke Newington. And uh, so we so we dropped her off, and then we, we were hungry. We went to, we just went to Frank and Manka and shared a pizza. and uh, And we got a salad with it. And we couldn't help ourselves cutting the pizza in half, putting the salad in the, oh. the half pizza, folding it over, making a big sandwich with all this really crunchy sort of, uh, uh, it was all uh, this really sweet dressing with uh, sun-dried tomatoes in the salad and everything. And oh. the, the, the chewy tomato with this truffle burrata pizza. Oh, yeah. It was, it, was, it, was, it was so good. But it was like, this is better than if we'd had the two things. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Just takes it to a next level. Here's a question for you. What is your favourite hack ever? It's so hard. It's so hard. My favourite. I mean, I think, and, and I was going to talk about it later when we talk sort of about fakeaways and that kind of thing. But I think it's probably the the McDonald's. Go on. But not so much, 
so there's there's an episode for the the viewers and listeners uh, that on there called called McDonald's where I do a a vegetarian um, version of the uh, the McDonald's breakfast muffin, obviously so yeah. popular. But instead of sausage, I do a slice of uh, vegetarian haggis, fry that, <laughs> then do an egg in a ring. It's got to be processed cheese, toasted muffin, and then it's all about the wrapping. This is this is the thing I've got real <laughs> real big issues with, and big issues with uh, McDonald's and how they've since they've done the making things to order. It's just you, I think if you go to McDonald's, you want, if you're getting a double cheeseburger, you want one that's been sat in the warm. You so, want it congealed you know, a bit. Yeah, you want it. You yeah, want yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. In New York, we went to this place, oh, God, this burger place, insane, called uh, 7th Street, 7th Street Burger? I think so, or East 7th Street. Anyway, so such a confident menu. They do, they do smash burgers, and their menu is literally just a burger, a double burger. They do the impossible burger as well for the vegetarians, yeah. but just, just, just burger, double burger, impossible burger, fries, Mexican Coke, water. Ooh. That's the menu. Nothing else at all. And that, that, that shows such confidence and just confidence as well because it is, it's just, and it's exactly what we're talking about. So it, it looks, it looks like someone sat on it, frankly. It looks like it's been in someone's pocket. <laughs> Perfect. And it's all the cheese is stuck to the, the paper and it's all, you know, it's just all squashed together. And that's so much better. Whereas now you go to McDonald's, get a burger, their cheeseburger, and it comes and the cheese is all sort of sticking out the side. <laughs> what it all folded down and squashed. I don't like it since they've upped their game in McDonald's. It's not the same. Sorry, sorry, no, it's not. No, it's it's really, yeah, we need to go back back eight years. But yes, yeah, so that was the thing. So, so, yeah, big thing with me is is about the wrapping as well, if you're kind of making a fake away. If you've got some, whatever paper you've got, greaseproof paper or, or I bought actually, if you want to make nice takeaways, this is, this is a top tip for everyone. I bought a huge, so waxed paper is really, it's, it's lovely stuff. It's great for wrapping cheese in as well. But it's really expensive if you buy culinary wax paper. However, I mean, it's quite a big outlay, but it will last you for probably a decade. You can get these <laughs> enormous rolls that are about a metre long and maybe sort of 200 metres, a uh, metre wide rather, about 200 metres long, um, of uh, really lovely brown wax paper. And what it's actually for, it's not culinary stuff, but I, <laughs> I assume it's fine. Um, but it's for when people make, uh, uh, manufacture like sort of engine parts and that kind of thing, <laughs> and they oil them up and then they'll wrap them for posting. And it stops, you know, it keeps it stops the, the grease coming out, and it and it keeps them nice, you know, nice stops them from rusting. But um, but yeah, so you can, uh, so I've got a huge roll of that. Oh, and you cut squares of that. Wrap your your do a nice, you know, nice sort of fold over the top, fold it under, wrap it round, really good. Then leave that, put it on the hot plate for for you know three or four minutes, so it all sticks together, and then unwrap that, and that's mega. So, so anyway, so yes, so my favourite <laughs> hack would be that but just doing it with a meat sausage. So get a really good pork sausage, take the skin off, roll it, flatten it into a ball, do that like a smash burger onto onto a hot plate, do the egg in a ring, processed cheese, off, 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 in the muffin, wrap it up. That sounds it's just absolutely next level. McDonald's. McDonald's, I'm loving it already. <laughs> <laughs> with Romuald the Clown. Jimmy Ronald, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, we we've had a nice chat about talking about like the best things about the snack hacks. So, have you ever had any takeaway traumas? 
where you've had a takeaway and thought, this has ruined my day. This has possibly ruined my life. Maybe not as extreme as that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty extreme to ruin your life. I'll give it that. I think I think, I, I think my, my issue, I've got two issues. One, one is choice. I'm just so, that's what I loved about this. 7th Street Burger menu was yeah. that, that it was so, so it really was just like you know it was almost like burger or no burger that was you know so you two need. choices I love a burger um, and which why I know that's why I love going somewhere where uh, you know where it's like a tasting menu or something where you know you just get what you're given um, and so I find that, that, that that's the, the thing that I always find so hard is is, is when I get a takeaway is, is just being crippled by choice and then invariably I'll have food envy of whoever else <laughs> I'm eating with, and I'll just always make the wrong choice. Um, so, so that's that's kind of a problem. And I, the the other problem I've got is um, is things just well coming back to what I was just talking about with with McDonald's not being the same as when they used to make stuff in advance, and it was all a bit you know sat around. Um, and it's just places just not being as good. So before lockdown, we got a takeaway. There's a really there's a superb restaurant. And do you know what I have to say? Maybe they've gone back to how they were before. Maybe it was a lockdown thing. But before lockdown, we got their uh, their takeaway box. It's a restaurant called um, the Chili Pickle in Brighton, an Indian restaurant. So their their takeaway box used to be absolutely amazing. Yeah. It was so beautifully packaged. It was a cardboard box, probably about the size of a of a of a LP, um, and about about that thick. Yeah. And then you'd open the box, and it had all these really beautiful little circular holes cut in and all different cardboard pots in. Mm. It was lovely. So so they're, they're, they're sort of takeaway box. You choose your curry uh, and then there'd be a rice, there'd be a dal, uh, loads of different chutneys, just the colours oh. and the textures and there's just so much variety going on in there. Um, and it was, it was quite dear. I mean, it's not ridiculous. You know, mm. It's cheaper than eating in the restaurant but it's, you know, it's a good treat. And, um, Anyway, and then and, and, and that was amazing. And then, sort of towards the end of lockdown, when they started opening up again, we bought it. We ordered it again, and it was it was half the size, just far fewer things than were in there before. And it was so that was. I mean, it was it wasn't particularly traumatic, but our expectations had been raised by the you know the first time. So it was a bit disappointing. It takes a wind out of your sails a bit, and you're you're Brighton based, aren't you? Yeah. So you've got so many terrific restaurants around that area. Like there is so much good food in Brighton. We were talking earlier about burger. What's your favourite burger like in that area? Because like I'm just waiting to see the answer if it is the answer that I'm wanting it to be. When I'm intrigued by what you what you want it to be, I'll tell you what it is. I think uh, I, I I'm going to say Burger Brothers. So there's a there's a little place. Is that right. where you were going? Where yes, that's was exactly that? where I was going to go. Either that or Grubs. Yeah, I've. I've gone through the burgers in Brighton like a beast. They are incredible around there. It's it's next level stuff. Well, Burger Brothers is uh, again. It's it's pretty simple. It's not mm. like, and, and I'll go for the simple Jack, which is just a burger with. I haven't had it for a while. Is it? It's got cheese. It's got chili tickle. They call it Ooh. just a little bit of hot sauce, and then these really lovely. Um, I was chatting to them about their buns. So they get their buns made specifically for them. Uh, it's a seeded bun. It's a it's a challah uh, uh, recipe. Uh, you know the Jewish bread. Um, it's quite chewy. It's quite it's quite pretzely almost the bun. It's not it's not. And I do love the you know the brioche buns that that you get everywhere. And yeah. um, 
they're incredibly light. And I mean, I, I, that, that's something I do like is, is when they do, they almost dissolve and it's almost just like a way of not touching the burger sometimes <laughs> with, a, with a brioche bun that really dissolves down. But theirs are a bit more substantial and it's just, yeah, there's a bit of sort of rippy chew to them. So Burger Brothers, and actually, and now you've said Grubs, that's for me, so I was a student here Him, and Grubs yeah. has been here forever. And that that's just got such, you know, I've got such fond memories of, of going there after an evening out and um yeah, a little bit it's... a little bit pissed and getting a grubs burger. <laughs> but it was the thing you could go into grubs as well and they had insane different combinations for that time. Like in the noughties oh, yeah. going, I can have banana and peanut butter on a burger at two AM yeah, in the yeah, morning. Like <laughs> Why hasn't yeah, this happened that. before? And I just love that invention. I love that that, you know, bonkersness. That was great. I had a Grubs T-shirt for absolutely ages until I outgrew it, which there's an irony in that somewhere of not eating too much Grubs. <laughs> Wonderful place. Oh, I love Brighton. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, so it's, it's one of those things that I wanted to talk to you about as well. I'm going to ask you a question now where I understand I'm asking Mr. Snack Hacker himself this question. When you've done Please. a gig, wow, when you've done a gig and you stop off at the petrol station, what's your petrol station picnic? What are your snack hacks in the petrol station? How long have you got? <laughs> we, we've got a bit of time. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I would say I would say listeners, listeners and viewers, go to the archives and have a look because I mean, there's there's tons in there. But definitely, I can't. I mean, like I was saying earlier about the pizza we had yesterday, I can't just have. I can't just have what I'm given. I have to, <laughs> in some way personalize it yeah. i don't know what what i don't know what the, maybe some therapist would would find some deep reason for that but <laughs> i mean so many little things like i mean me and my wife if we're going we're going on a car journey we'll get we'll get a packet of corn eggs my wife doesn't eat meat yeah. we'll get corn eggs and we'll get a we'll get a, we'll make sure we've got either sachets or even better because it works it's easier like a one of the the, the tiny bottles of sriracha or sriracha mayo or the cool. sriracha, wasabi sriracha and then what you do is you just you just bite a, a tiny like edge off the corn egg, and then like a um, like filling a professorol, put the the nozzle of the the sriracha mayo in, pipe it, fill because there's never enough in those little mini eggs. <laughs> there never there's is never enough moisture in the middle. They're a bit powdery, aren't they? A bit like packing materials. So a little a little squirt of of sriracha mayo in there, and then and then you get and then if you've got a few different bottles or hot sauces if they're the squeezy ones it makes life so much easier or just salad cream i mean god i've got to tell you what you know i know it's one of those one of those sort of frowned upon condiments but <laughs> salad cream for me is just i think call it white ketchup you call it white ketchup white ketchup yeah <laughs> it's, <laughs> it sounds so do- it's white ketchup it's it's a new thing taking over i'll tell you the one that blew it's my mind brilliant. it is Salad cream, it's not used enough. Salad cream in a bacon sandwich, Man. honestly, the best. Why is salad cream frowned upon so much? I think it's a classist thing. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it goes right back to Forty Towers, doesn't it? When there's the little boy going, I want some bread and some salad cream. It does. Forty goes, there is the bread and there is the mayonnaise. <laughs> I said salad cream, stupid. Listen, Sonny. Listen, Sonny. Jeff made that fresh this morning. That's cute, that is. Well, at least it's fresh cute. Oh, wow. <laughs> loves it. So, like, service stations. What do you think makes a service station? And what's your favourite one? Uh, 
uh, service station as in just like a regular petrol station or do you mean like a sort of motorway service just uh, well motorway I'm going to I'm going to let petrol stations come in on this I think they've been held out for a while they deserve a bit of love too well I, I think I'm going to you know big shout out to somewhere that I frequent often yeah um, and that's Greg's which now seems to be appearing in a lot of non-motorway pretty you know kind of pretty domestic and rural petrol stations you'll have a a small greg's attached and that's great so if you've got a greg's there then you know if you've got a greg's attached to a petrol station that sells things like jars of pickled jalapenos and (laughs) and bottles of salad cream and all that sort of thing then the world is your oyster i mean there's infinite combinations i mean i only go back to my 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 first so the first the first ever episode of snack hacker that came from uh me and my wife were driving back from Cornwall mm. and and I'd had just this idea of like doing some little videos and and I'd done various other things and and, and we we stopped at a Greg's and I bought a cheese and onion pasty and we had I didn't actually buy the jalapenos we had, I've got a camper van and I had a, a jar of jalapenos nice. in there and a sachet of English mustard and I just put English mustard and nibbled the edge off the, the Greg's <laughs> opened it up the jalapenos in, squirted in English mustard, and the combination of that, the the, the vinegar, the heat, the heat of the mustard, <laughs> the different heat of the chili, oh. and then the creepy cheese, and it was a good one. It wasn't it wasn't one that sat around, which so often. Yeah, that's a big disappointment, isn't it? When you go to Greg's and you get a pasty and you get this is stone cold. I you thought, want, I don't you don't get hot because then that's that's a whole that's a whole other world of problems. <laughs> Baggy roof of mouth, etc. <laughs> but uh, but you want. You want the breath of the oven on it still. But I always find that is- issue with the festive bake. Like, they can't get the heat right with the festive bake. And I mean, like, they should be able to, because it's only there for a short amount of time, isn't it? I mean, yeah. we haven't got time to play around with the festive bake. It's there and it's gone. I- I've got time to play around with the festive bake. Of course I- you have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually, I don't like the festive bake. I find it too sugary. I find the cranberry in there too jammy. And I did I did an episode of Snack Hacker where I made my own festive bake. Have you seen that one? I've not seen it. So what I did with that. So what I did with that is I mean it's a bit you know, it's a bit of preparation you need to do, but it, it really is worth it. So first of all, I think a festive bake should have Brussels sprouts in it. I love Brussels sprouts. Fair and enough. the way I'll cook Brussels sprouts is I will I'll halve them, I'll get a cast iron frying pan, get it get it really hot, tiny bit of oil in there. Put the Brussels sprouts in, cut side down, uh, get a real nice bit of colour on them. Then a splash of water, put a lid on just to just to steam them through a bit. But you want a bit of crunch and you want mm. a bit of char until you get that nice bit in it. Put those in a little Tupperware, put them in your pocket, job done. So this, I told you this is this is this one kind of requires cooking. Uh, get some sage leaves, fry those in butter, put them on a bit of kitchen roll so that they're really lovely, crispy. Put those in a little bag or whatever in your pocket. So you've got sprouts in one pocket, crispy sage leaves in the other, <laughs> and then get the you know you get the, the the crispy onions that you'll put on top of hot dogs or whatever. You know the little. Uh, pot, I the know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. In IKEA, yeah, or or kind of like you know sort of um, world food shops. Some of those. So then get a chicken bake, which is close enough to turkey. Set the edge <laughs> off that. Open that up. Brussels sprouts, crispy onions sage so then you're getting the sage and the onions get the kind of stuffing flavor the bitterness of the sprouts the chicken's quite sweet in the festive bake anyway and that's that's as sweet as you want it. i think yeah you don't want kind of jam flavors in there too so and then tuck into that and that's that's that's
that's my festive bacon. I think it's I think it's superior to Greg's. I really want one now, but I realise we're months away from <laughs> being able to have one. You know what? You can break the rules. I can, can break, break the, the rules. You, you can have a festive bake if you make your own. Take that society. Now, season. <laughs> Go in dressed as Father Christmas. It's my time to shine. <laughs> I think it just makes, as I said earlier, there's nothing better than like when you're on the road and you've got that thing, that little picnic, that thing to lift you up. Because uh, you gig yeah. all over, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah, all over the all over the country, elsewhere as well. I was in Holland recently doing shows, and that's that's fab because then then you've got the the petrol stations that have got. I mean, their their selection of snacks is. You say, in fact, like talking about the petrol station picnic. Yeah. If you can if you can go to Holland, and then you've got the little the little crispy croquettes and the the Bamischef, which is the one that's that's another episode I made. So I recreated that. So the Bamishef is like a, a, a sort of a, a cake of compressed noodles that's been breaded and deep fried, and it's just it's slightly spicy noodles in a. It looks it looks like a fillet of fish, that and then inside good. is noodles. Oof. And you can recreate that if you if you make a pot noodle, let that go cold and hard in the fridge. Yeah. Cut it into a square, pané that, deep fry it. That with a little, then you've got to get a sachet of mustard and a beer where you. Take the top off the head with a plastic knife. Then you're in Holland. I'm sold. Do you know what I love about this podcast more than anything else? I haven't asked you at all about gigs, more what service stations have you stayed at and what food have you found? I don't care about gigs. (laughs) No one cares (laughs) about gigs. It's all about the food, isn't it? 20 minutes. All about the food. Totally. Well, my gigs are all about the food. They are. There you go, both. Uh, I need to say as well, if you haven't seen George live, make sure you go and see him. It's absolutely amazing. It's like, no show I've ever seen. It was, it was brilliant when I saw you, man. I think it was next oh, level, and I don't know how you did what you did, and it was hilarious as well. Like it, he fed people, and he was hilarious. What more do you need, people? Go and see him now. Exactly. Well, that's. I think it's. it's yeah, I try and stimulate all the senses in my sense. <laughs> smell, taste, sense of humour. I had a lovely. Uh, some guy came up to me after a show the other day and said something. I thought, God. It, it, if he was writing for a national newspaper, that would go on my posters. But he just said after the show, he just said, I love that. It ticked all the boxes, but it broke all the rules. And I thought, that's a good quote. Thank you. You can still use it. It doesn't need to be a national newspaper. Oh, yeah. just well, I've been saying it to people. <laughs> <laughs> I've been making sure they know. This guy said. <laughs> yeah. And they're the people who pay the money. So they're the important ones. Of course they are. Who cares about the newspapers? Exactly. Forget the newspapers. I love the way I'm saying that in the back of my mind, going, cut that, cut that, cut that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hold on to it. So what what gigs have you got coming up? Um, so this year it's exciting. I'm doing food festivals uh, for, well, not quite the first time. I did I did a couple last year, but but it's kind of a new thing. So for forever I've been doing, you know, stand-up and then in the last 10 years doing these these cooking mm. shows. Um, which are kind of, you know, like a, a, a sort of, you know, hour long or longer than that, considering it two halves <laughs> and 40 minutes, but of me cooking on stage while doing stand up. Uh, but it's kind of more like a theatre stand up show. Um, but I've just I've started doing uh, this year uh, things like the Big Festival, and there's nice. one down in Torbay or Torquay, somewhere, somewhere down in Cornwall. It's a, a, a food and music festival. But rather than doing my There'll be sort of stand up in it, but I'm actually in the chef's uh, tent in oh. the, 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 the sort of festival uh, theatre kitchen alongside, you know, people like 
Nathan Outlaw and 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 uh, uh, Michelle Rue Jr. and people like that wow. who are doing their food demos. And I'm doing a food demo, but it's going to be basically snack hacker but on stage. Um, so there'll be jokes and my usual sort of you know bon homie, but uh, but actually doing recipes rather than. So for, for viewers and listeners, my my live shows are basically about cooking with unconventional appliances. So cooking on irons and cooking with power tools and that sort of thing. The the festivals I'm doing this year, I'll be using conventional equipment, but it will be about how to hack processed food and junk food and nostalgic stuff and my my own kind of recipes that I do on my my uh, various social media channels. Um, but in a live environment, so that's really exciting and a, and a, and a whole sort of new, uh, new arena. That's going to be brilliant, man. Are you taking the show to Edinburgh this year? Are you up that way or no? I'm not. I'm doing. Uh, I'm going, having a year off Edinburgh. My, my kind of long term plan is so at the moment the, the the live show I'm touring is a a best of show that's that's a bit from each of the the three cooking shows that I've done where I'm you know cooking on stage uh, with um, with power tools or whatever else. Uh, and my plan is basically this year do these food festivals. I'm trying to get a book together as well. Nice. Um, sort of hopefully in the pipeline, talking to, to publishers. And then if it doesn't come up with publishers, I'll, I'll, I'll do it myself anyway, like I did the, no. the videos myself. You know, I realized that waiting around for TV is, you know, yeah. you, there, there's enough outlets out there to, to create your own content mm-hmm. and put it out there and people will watch it as I've found. So I think I'll do that with a book if I can't find a publisher that 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 you know is going to work out with. Um, but uh, yeah, so the plan is to to then do a, a snack hacker show in Edinburgh, but that'll be next year, so 2024. I can't wait! I can't wait for all of that. The book as well has really got me excited, George. Like I think everyone. Oh will yeah! Oh no, we've got big plans for the book. I uh, <laughs> I want it already. That's it. I'm going to, have to print off TikTok into like pages before that. <laughs> but it would not be, do you want fries with that? If I didn't ask you the final question, what is your guilty takeaway pleasure? Well, do you know what? I, I've been thinking about this and guilty pleasures is sort of, you know, it's about being ashamed of, uh, of, of, of that's the whole premise of a guilty pleasure is sort of like, you know, I shouldn't be, yeah. but I am. Yeah. And, so my, my answer to that is I don't have one because <laughs> my whole premise with my with my the content that I create is that, that there is no shame. You know, if you're happy in eating what you eat and, and, and you know, interfering with the food you've got to, to make it your own by putting salad cream in or whatever else and coming back to what we were saying about the whole class thing, there is no such thing as a guilty pleasure in my mind. You know, I, I will gladly go to some fancy tasting menu but just as much i'll be as as proud as can be to say to people yeah i'll i'll get a double cheeseburger you know and i'll have it as it comes as long as it's been six around so so i you know i mean my 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 taste in food is is incredibly broad and there's no shame and there shouldn't be so i can't say i've got a guilty pleasure because i i don't feel guilty about any of it Uh, and neither should and neither should you, listeners. No, you shouldn't feel guilty about this at all. George, as it's you, I need to ask you this question. On your night off, what is George Egg cooking for himself? What 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 kind of thing do you make? What snack hack? What food do you prep? Again, my, my, my taste of food is so broad. So, I mean, I will, I'll cook anything, you know, uh, all, all, you know, I don't, I, I don't really have a favourite uh, sort of 
type of cuisine. Mm. I mean, I love cooking Indian. I love cooking Japanese stuff, delicate stuff. I mm. love cooking just a big, you know, to regular roast with Yorkshire pudding and everything else. But I think, I mean, my absolute, and it's, and it's funny and it's not, or maybe it is nominative determinism, but I love eggs. I mean, I just absolutely love it. I just loves eggs. Always on brand. That's what I like. I really do. And my absolute go-to favorite dish has to be an egg on toast. And it's between poached and fried. That sounds amazing. Between poached and fried. No, I mean, I mean, I can't decide whether I prefer fried or whether I prefer poached. I don't mean, I haven't invented some. <laughs> oh, it's like the, some there's listeners of, everywhere going, how has he done this? Half poached, half fried. No, I mean, it's like I, when I'm, when I'm, I, I always know I want to have a runny yolk because that's just the highlight. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm always finding, oh, do it, should I go fried today? Should I go poached today? But I think, I think poached just, just gets it. And my absolute, so there's this, there's a company called, uh, you know, I can't remember the, the name of the company, but they make a, a pickle called Mr. Mr. Naga. That sounds it's good. And it's, and it's a Naga pickle. It's really like blisteringly hot chili pickle. So here's the thing. So if you make, if you, if you get a really good bit of toast, it's got to be a nice bit of sour. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I know it's all too trendy, <laughs> but it has to be really good bit of sourdough, uh, toasted thin, thin, thin shavings of cheese and in this instance I'd go for something quite strong a nice a decent mature cheddar but please I'm not I'm not adverse to a bit of mild cheddar I put a video <laughs> up the other day saying I put mild cheddar or something someone went mild cheddar it's got its place I said like I was quite pleased with this I said like like a a, a leave voting relative a family gathering <laughs> it might be a bit embarrassing but you know Got its place. It's part of the family. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, in this instance, you want quite, you know, decent strength cheddar, then a poached egg, some black pepper, a few, just literally what I'll do is I'll take the wrong end of a teaspoon, dip it in the chili pickle, and just dot little dots of this orange oil on. And then that. And do you know what it, do you know what it tastes like? Not a clue. It sounds amazing, though. It tastes like what's it? Really? <laughs> Oh man, I, I love what's about the well the yolk, the the cheese with the the, the tiniest hint of the, the heat of the pickle, and the yolk, and the crunch of the toast. It just if you shut your eyes. It's like there's everything about that is like just, just got a hint of what's it about it. Right, and that's not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> George, it's been an absolute pleasure. If anyone listening wants to get any of his recipes, and please, please buy his book when it's out. Buy it. Buy it on the first day when you he can. releases it. And if you're a publisher, publish his book. Do it now. Don't wait around. We don't want another autobiography. We want George's book. Do it. Come on, people. Mr. George Egg, right. what a pleasure. Thank you for doing this, dude. Likewise. Big love. Thank you. That was the delightful George Egg. If you've enjoyed this podcast, why not give us a like on our social medias? You can find us at Fry's Pod. Also, never miss an episode by subscribing to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want an extra portion of content, head over to Patreon. You can find us on Do You Want Fries With That podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'll see you next time. This podcast was produced by Stooges Group in association with JLP Productions at the JLP Studios, Mill Hill, London. 
To find out more, go to www.stoogesgroup.co.uk and for information about the recording facilities, visit www.jlpproductions.co.uk. Thank you.